This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. So glad to be in the house today. Glad that you're here. Uh, You didn't miss your moment, did you? You know... um, there are things that happen in person. Everyone say in person. Oh, I'm going to tell you what. It's a lot better than the styrofoam uh, uh, container handed out the drive-by. Drive-by. Some folks drive by church. Some folks like drive-through church. But I like in-person dining. Plenty of seating. Amen. It's nothing like being in the presence. So don't miss your moments to be in his presence. Amen. The Bible says so much the more as the day approaches. So just to, uh, you know, just to um, piggyback up on top of what Pastor Sandy was saying about uh, giving to God. God has a different system, kingdom system of life. You know, the, the, one of the temptations of Jesus, so it certainly is a temptation for us, is that he had to pass the test that Adam failed. It's the same test for us. Number one, the devil said, uh, listen, meet your own need. You hungry? Just make bread. And so we do that, don't we? Isn't that right? You know, you're out of the laboring under the curse... Uh, we have to live by the sweat of our brow. But the blessing is what God makes happen for us. What God gives us the power to get wealth. God gets, gives us the power to get wealth. We don't, we're, you know, uh, you don't have to live by the sweat of your own brow. Your own abilities, amen. Now we do something, absolutely. But the next one that, that's interesting that... Uh, 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 that he said, well, the final one, I want to skip to that one. The final one was, uh, well, let me just say this about the middle one. He took him up to a high place and uh, said, cast yourself down. God's give the angels oh, charge over you. You know, presumption, pride and presumption, see? You know, we can just do anything that seems like a good idea. And if it's not, But if it's not a God idea, Jesus answered and he said this. Now, listen. You know, uh, all of God's, uh, he- the armies of the kingdom of God, the armies of heaven are not on, are, don't operate on a whim. Are you listening? On our wishes or our, our whims, we're not going to be prideful and presume upon, uh, and presume upon uh, God. And he knew what was written, isn't that right? He answered, countered with the word. Of God, it is written. It has been written. That's why it's important to have a working knowledge of the uh, word of uh, the word of God. He said, "You not, shall not put the Lord your God to a foolish test." Then he also said this, and here's the here's the thing. He said, oh, "Listen, just you see all this stuff out here. You see all all the kingdoms of this world." And their power, their wealth, all of that. He said, I will give them to you. All you have to do is worship me. All you got to do is let me be your source. Do my will and my way. Look to me. You know. 
You've heard the term, uh, people say, well, they sold their soul to the devil. Well, a lot of folks, you know, down out to sell their uh, soul to the devil. If you belong to the devil, and if you're still operating in the world system, shift systems. Shift the system. Look to God as our source. Do it God's way. Worship Him and Him only. There's no, there's no side by side. A lot of Christians got, you know, one foot in the world and one, uh, and one foot uh, in the kingdom. Well, you're straddling the fence. That's double-mindedness. We, you, trust me, you know, you don't have to let the car run completely out of gas and be stranded beside the road and not get to where God wanted you to go. Wanted to take you, wanted to lead and guide and direct you and bring you into, are you listening? But I mean, up the creek without a paddle. Don't have to wait till you be there. You know, we, a lot of times, you know, we see that, we'll see the need to shift systems, you know, uh, uh, or we'll want to shift systems when we see the need to shift systems. When this system, the Bible says the wisdom of this world will come to nothing. We're living in a different day now. Different times. Full of different things. Are you listening? Uh, Somebody says, could this be the end? Could be. That might be a good message to start preaching. You know, you answer that. Could it be? Are you hearing? Amen. The only thing left is for you to come into the kingdom of God. And if you haven't, shift God. Shift system. Choose God. Choose His will and His way. Get out. Save yourself from an untoward generation. Well, I don't think there's ever been a time when there's a wayward, untoward, headed in the wrong direction generations than what we're in right now. How many of you believe, they do surveys, you know, how many of you think the country's headed in the wrong way? Honey, the world's headed in the wrong way. Been headed in the wrong way. But the, the signs are getting closer together. Hell, four miles. If you ever were going to turn around, you might want to turn. How do you know hell's getting closer? Oh, honey, uh, there's never been more of a contrast between heaven on earth or hell on earth. Heaven's closer, but so's hell. Are you listening? Amen. And if you want heaven, you've got to forsake hell. <laughs> well, I just, you know, I, I'm going to go to hell with all my hell-raising friends, honey. That's a deception. I break the power of that off of your life. Ha, ha, ha. You know how that usually... That's the laughter and, and the perception of a fool. Don't be fooled by that because you're going to wake up someday in forever. And forever is forever. While we have time before the tree is cut down. Because when it's cut down, it lays where it lays. Ain't no picking it up then, see. While it's still upright. While there's still daylight, while there's still grace, get God. Let God get you. Amen. Jesus ain't done you nothing but uh, never does anything but good, but the devil never does anything but bad. And there's two ways. There's two systems. There's two gods you have to choose between the two. God said this, I set before you, uh, and I call all heaven and earth as a witness that I'm doing this. He said, I set before you life and the blessing and the curse and death. Now you choose which one. Then he went on to say, choose life. Choose life. 
If you choose life today, I'm going to tell you what now, it'll be the greatest thing that ever happened to you, greatest decision that you ever could make. No better uh, 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 thing to do than to spend time, the rest of your time on this earth with God. I mean with God. Aware, awake, living in His presence, listening to His voice, responding willingly and obediently to what he says to do and the bible says all these blessings will come on you as you come after god amen all right we're in uh ruth and ruth is in a reset isn't she she's in uh she had arrived at harvest time and here we are in the natural at harvest time i believe that there is a this is a a specific appointed time uh, the six-year harvest of double blessing uh, of the Lord before uh, before the seventh year. Uh, if you have ears to hear, the Lord will say more to us as we go along in that. But harvest time is a time of refilling and replenishing for fullness, filled to the full prosperity uh, perhaps I'm talking to those for those today uh, giving you uh, the offer uh, of uh, him making his harvest happen for you him making his harvest happen for you what did Jesus buy and pay for the blood sin I took communion this uh, uh, this morning over uh, you know uh, just the will and the way of God for our life we're in a special attention uh, time you know uh, with him and it's good uh, to uh, the Bible says as often as you do this you can do this at home we do this here in the church but you can also do this uh, at home. He says, as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. And, you know, when we broke the, when we, when we broke the tortilla, <laughs> the bread, we, the Lord has taught us to say this. He said, uh, you were broken that we might be made whole. And Lord, we receive your whole will and your whole purpose, your whole plan, your all the whole, nothing missing, nothing broken in our lives in Jesus' name. We received that. And when we took the, uh, uh, when we took the, uh, the Powerade, because we didn't have any, uh, any any juice so we used what we had the tortilla and the powerade you know but it represented the blood of Jesus and the Lord's taught us to say this is the blood that bought it all and we're going to have all that you bought and paid for for it your harvest we believe we receive your harvest you're making your harvest happen for us oh we could go home shouting right now honey come to the table in the presence of your enemies. You don't have to wait till you get to church. In the presence of your enemies. He has set a table before you. Your cup is going to run over. The power of the blood of Jesus. The power of the broken body of Jesus. That made you whole. That there would be nothing missing. Nothing broken in your life. The blood that bought it all. Somebody in this place ought to. Understand it's harvest time. You know, you know, perhaps you ever been running on empty? Has life ever drained you, strained you, and drained you? Have you ever, has it ever just come one thing right after the other thing? The devil trying to wear you down and wear you out, beating on the house. 
storms beating on the house, but the Bible says that when you take these words of mine and you put them into your life, not as a home improvement, but a way of life, when you take these words and you build your life on these words, you're a doer, not just a hearer. If you're hearing, it's only so that I can see how the doing of the thing is. And when I do it, I am committed to doing the will of God. Well, it doesn't matter what comes. It doesn't matter what the devil brings. It doesn't matter how strong it gets. Are you listen? I still see God at work. His lightning power striking as it's supposed to strike, illuminating the darkness. His thunderous voice. He's given orders. There's a thing that's happening in the realm of the unseen that is beyond what I can know and comprehend. God's ability is at work. He died and listen, he is able to keep me from falling. I'm on the rock that is higher than I, stronger than I. It's his keeping ability. It's what he has done. He will certainly, most surely shall reinforce that in my life. Have you ever found yourself running on empty where it's hard to believe? Just a little hope. I mean the ashes. The ashes is all you see. But honey, let the wind blow just a little bit. Go get you a few little twigs of hope. Go get you just a few, a little bit of grass even, some leaves, and, and move that stuff away. I'll tell you what, now there still is a consuming fire called our God is able. Our God is still God no matter what it looked like, no matter what it feel like. He said he will give you beauty for ashes. Joy. Hallelujah. Joy. I got no joy. Get into the presence of God. Get into God. Press his presence. Let the pressure push you into his presence. The devil's trying to drive a wedge between, you know, a wedge has a point. It just starts out as a little thing, you know, a little too busy, a, a little too tired, a little, a, a little too much another time, God. But see, don't miss your moment because you'll miss the movement. You need to draw near to God and God will draw near to you. Put your face in His face. Are you listening? Where it's a mouth to mouth, then this word that you heard from him becomes a two-edged sword. It came out of God's mouth and into your heart and it'll come out of your heart in abundance out of your mouth and then it's a cuts two-way. The authority of heaven on the earth. The dominion of God. Are you listening? That he authorized you to operate in. You are having dominion. Well, I don't know how to deal with the devil. The devil this, the devil that, the devil. The devil is rebuked for the tithe, for the tither. All I have to say is, God, I'm a tither. You said that you'd rebuke the devil. And I'll tell you what now, I'm believing that. The devil is rebuked. You don't have to go tell God everything the devil's doing. Tell the devil what God is doing. I'm preaching real good whether you know it or not. Ruth coming from a not so good place in life. You know, not so good will skew your point of view. Working from the old framework, the picture framed by the past becomes borders and boundaries of the present, doesn't it? Even if 
you're in the new. You can still be bound, bordered by, be, be confined within the boundaries of the old frameworks. And we see Ruth, and here she is in a new context of a new place. She's in the blessed place by God. She's in a large, wealthy place of abundance and blessing, and it's harvest time, and she's in the harvest field, but we see, as we did last week, that she's not so sure because her first interaction, the first thing that we hear coming out of her mouth, though she's all of these things in the new place, in the blessed place by God. She followed uh, Naomi to on just a word that they had heard. Now she's here. And she's arrived at harvest time. She's in a large wealthy place uh, of Judah in Bethlehem with a woman uh, uh, with a with a woman of God, with the people of God. She's in the field at harvest time. In the blessing. But she says, I'm not so sure because her first interaction with the kinsman redeemer. And you know, God will bring people into your life to speak into your life. God will bring pastors into your life to speak into your life. Probably no one, uh, uh, no one greater in measure. I didn't say significant, but I simply said no one in greater measure should be speaking into your life. Or does, if we follow the plan of God, then your pastor. Who should, after God's own heart, be encouraging you, listen to God. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit of God. Be filled with the Spirit of God. Don't be unknowing. Be, be filled with the knowledge of His will for your life. You can hear God. You can hear God. Read your book. The author is more than ready to speak to you face to face off of these pages by his spirit. Well, I just don't believe, you know, all have fallen short and come short of the, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, you know, and it never has. You can't know, you can't understand, you can't see, you can't hear what God has prepared, what's in the future for the, for everybody. It says, no, it says, but God has revealed them by his spirit. Get with the Spirit of God. Get filled. Be filled with the Spirit of God. You listen to me. Listen, you need to come up beyond just being born again. If you're not born again, let's get you born again right now. Say this, Jesus, come into my heart. Change my life. Give me a new start. I thank you for it. I believe that I receive your forgiveness. All is forgiven. The blood bought it all. I need it all. I want it all. I want wholeness in my life. My life is broken. Jesus, heal me. Jesus, save me. Jesus, deliver me. Jesus, you're my Lord. Now listen, if you did that and you meant it, that's it. That's the greatest miracle, but don't stop there. There's more. The Bible says God's going to put his ring on your finger as a sign of his relationship to you. What is that token? It is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the token of all of the good things that God will bring. How many of you know God is a good God? And see, she's not so sure. She says, how can this happen? He begin, Boaz speaks to her and he says, good things. Good things. But she doesn't know. She never really tasted the flavor of favor. She hadn't, she hadn't known or experienced the heaping, helping portion 
of the goodness of God. But Boaz speaks to her and he says this, stay, stay, stay right here. Oh, we live in a world that's transient. We live in a world of orphans and homeless and homeless folks, refugees. Are you listening? We live in a world that God says, come to me. I'll be your home. I'll bring you home. You can, you can rest, find a resting place, a refuge. You can find a place in me where you're settled and secure and stable and at rest where you'll have peace. I'll restore your soul. I'll restore your life. Jesus said, if you're weary and worn out and burn out on religion, come to me. I'll help you to recover your life, the real life. The one I always meant you to have. Well, Boaz tells her. And he's determined to show her. Honey, this is a good land. You're in a good place. You say, how does this happen? I know where you come from. Isn't that right? He said, I know where you come from. I know your story. I know where you're coming from. But he says, you come to the good God. You stay right here. This is a good place, a good thing. It's the goodness of God that changes minds and hearts. It's amazing to me that we preached out of Psalms 119 verse 68 to uh, rooms full of people for years. God, you are good. God, you're the source of all good. God, train me in your goodness. Psalms 119.68. And I'll tell you what, I could name names and look and see and there were people that at some point in time the devil deceived them and they no longer believed God was good. That's where you got off track, honey. That's where, that's the, that's the exit scene. You can get to traveling so fast in life, you know, uh, you know, round and round and round and round and trying every dead end that there is that you miss the exit that God has for you to the good place with the good God. You could be traveling so fast thinking it's in somewhere else, something else. I have to take matters into my own hands. I buy back into the old line. You can do this without God. After all, God has abandoned you. Now abandon God. Oh, there's nothing new under the sun where the devil is concerned. But when was it that, how is it that you stopped believing that God was good? Is it because he gave you all the salary you ever wanted? Six figures a year? Was that not good? Is it because that he didn't build you a good house and let you live in it? See? No, the devil won't stop, will he, until he finds a point to drive a wedge. A point. Well, God... God didn't heal me when I asked him to. Honey, God healed you before you asked him to. Well, if I could just get God to heal me, then go undo what Jesus did at the whipping post. It took those lashes, last within a line, a hair's breadth of his life. And by the blood that came out of those stripes, that blood bought it all. Bought all what? All your healing and wholeness. That's a done deal. And see, you're going to have to get in faith with God instead of, instead of the devil keep you over in deception. I know God will heal me. Yeah, he will. He willed it back then, and he did. It's already done. 
And see, till you get into, oh, it's already done, you're not in faith. I have to accept what God has already done. Before the foundation of the world, Jesus was the lamb slain. It, that slain, that slaying included buying your healing, buying every part of your deliverance, buying everything that you would ever need, desire, want, or could ever hope or dream or exceedingly above all you could ask or think before the foundation of the world. It's his harvest paid for already. It's Boaz's field, Ruth is in. How does this happen? Honey, harvest is already happening all around you. You're in it, but you're just gleaning the edges. You're just picking up little leftovers. You're living in less than I intended for you to do. You know, you can, you can, you can be, be, be surrounded all around you on the outside. God's large, wealthy place, the heavens and the earth and the fullness thereof belong to God. The heavens and the earth belong to God and the fullness thereof. It's all God. He created it. He put it here. It still belongs to him. The devil is a thief and a liar. The devil is a thief and a liar. He ain't never got nothing but what he stole. He ain't the rightful owner. It don't belong to him. Your stuff is your stuff. Why is it your stuff? Because he bought and paid for it. It's time to get over into the paid for stuff. In the own it, honey. In the possess it, it belongs to me. How does it belong to you? He made it happen. How is it going to happen? He already made it happen. In God's heart, in God's plan, in God's purpose. But you've got to get ready. He's more than ready. But maybe you're not ready to believe right. Righteousness is believing right of God. You can be surrounded by all of this on that's unlimited 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 there's unlimited potential and possibility all around you god almighty on the inside of you in his world with his word filled with his spirit don't bring a i can't to god he knows you can't he never intended for you to be the can. He said, I am the can. I'm the how. I'm, I, I am the beginning. Honey, I'm everything in between. And I will be the end. He didn't say will be. He said, I am. This is already settled before the foundation. But you know, we are so unsettled. You know, she, she's just not sure. She's not sure. And see, but you can be on the outside and you see all of this. There's money here. There's wealth here. There's supply here. There's goodness here. Are you hearing? Surround all around surrounded by it yet on the inside we're living a limited life with an unlimited God in God's unlimited grace in God's unlimited favor immeasurable goodness 
God is good. He don't just got good and you drain him dry. You understand? He is good. God is perpetual life, absolute life, everlasting life, the Bible says. Evermore life is good. Good, everlasting good. Everlasting, evermore good. Ever increasing good. Immeasurable, unlimited good. Living a limited life in, in the limitlessness. Surrounded by the limitlessness of God. Well, what's the problem? You need to be filled with it. Need to be filled. We need to be filled. Listen, filled with. The Bible says this. This is my prayer for you. Ephesians, the third chapter, 14th verse. I pray that you would be filled with the personal experience, the knowledge and the understanding. Come into the comprehension of that, that you can begin to comprehend how high, how deep, how wide the unlimitlessness of his love for you. You know, living a life, a limited life, falling short, shortfalls in life, lacking, being less than, not enough, never measuring up. You know, uh, she reacts to Boaz, this Ruth, doesn't she? To the blessing of Boaz, to the goodness when he says things to her. She says, oh, such grace and such kindness, such goodness. She said, and me, a foreigner, I don't deserve it. I don't even belong here. Isn't that, isn't that the, isn't that the running on empty, the limited life, the old framework, the past framing the present for us? See, but Boaz, aren't you glad that Jesus knows? Boaz is a, is a, is a picture, portrait. Of Jesus, the kinsman redeemer. I love this. He says, I, I know your story now, girl. I, I know where you're coming, uh, where you're coming from. And see, see, what I see is this. You were willing and obedient to come to this good land and to this good God. From her own words, didn't she, didn't she say that? She said, Ruth, where, uh, Naomi, where you go, I'll go, where, you stay, I'll stay. You know, folks don't stay, do they? They just don't stay today. They don't stay in relationships and marriages in the same place and the same church and the same jobs and the folks just don't stay. That's the current condition. That's the current of the world. You know, it's easy when to get carried away by the current, isn't it? thinking that it's somewhere else with someone else and if I just had something else. and So even I can be in a place where, you remember his first words to her, he goes, stay right here. Isn't that interesting? Stay right here. And See, he's introducing her to the goodness because even, you know, you're, you know you're, you're, the old can skew your point of view. Even Naomi had said, I'm bitter. You know, God has dealt me a hard blow. But we know that, you know, she got off. Could it be possible that our failure to receive, 
you know, that God could not be called into question of his ability to get it to us. But is it possible that we just missed it? Or we're missing it somewhere? That somehow we didn't catch it? Or we caught it and we dropped it? Could it be possible that the God who cannot fail leaves the failure with us? You know, that would be humility, wouldn't it? Pride would say, well, I just don't know why God hadn't done what he said he's going to do. God always does what he says he's going to do. And if it hadn't happened yet, wait for it, it says, because it will come at its appointed time. He'll make sure, oh, it will, it will put, it, it, it will, FedEx won't beat it here. God bless FedEx. Faster than the speed of the uh, of Charter Internet. How many of you bless Charter Internet? Lord? <laughs> Intermittent Internet. Sometime it do, and sometime it don't. But it never is. It must be your receiver. Anyhow, no, he says, you were willing and obedient to come to this good land. You said, I will go where you go. I will stay where you stay. Your people will be my people. You know, there's a lot of people that claim to be God's people, but God's people are not their people. How is that possible? You know, uh, Pastor, you could come over, but don't bring Pastor Sandy. We don't like her. I ain't coming. Because I love Pastor Sandy. I, I, I'm going to serve God out here all by, my, all by myself. I can do without the church. But see, Jesus won't do without the church. He loved the church. Died for the church. Gave himself for the church. And he is building the church. You can't tell... God that you love him and not love his you not love the brothers and sister in that you do see. I love God, but I hate the brethren and the sister. In. Well, I wouldn't go so far as to hate them. Are you gathering together with them? Well, COVID, let me tell you, if it ain't COVID, it's gonna be something else. Before COVID, it was something else. See? After COVID, it, and there will be an after COVID, but it'll be something else. See, I'm looking at a ragtag remnant, but you're the seed that God needs. That's all God needs. See, see what's left over. Remember, there were two girls. One stayed, went back to her gods. One stayed in the land of Moab, but one, this one we're talking about. We don't have to talk about the other one. She only got a little small line in history. And what was it? She went back. She just went back. To the old frame, the old game, and life stayed the same. And we never heard from her again or about her again. That's it. But now this Ruth. This Ruth went in, went, went into the future. I'm telling you, as part of the lineage of Jesus. She was front and center in the plan of God. She didn't know it. All she did was show up. Heard some words. Stay right here. So if you're going to be a person that stays, has some stability in you. No matter what comma, I'm going to have some stability in me. I'm a stayer. I'm looking at stayers right now. I'm not talking about folks staying home. Stay with it. Stay with God. Amen? 
Oh, they made a law that you, they, they made a law. See, you can't pray, but Daniel opened up his windows. Why? He wanted them to hear. I'm going to pray anyway. See, no matter what you do, I'm going to stay with God. I'm going to stay at, at what I was doing before. It ain't going to change me. I'm going to stay in church. I'm going to stay with the church. I'm going to stay because church is what God is doing. I'm not talking about some religious gathering, but I'm talking about a place where God spreads a table in front of you, where the words and the works of God are manifested and demonstrated when you come in this house. You're not going out the same way. You're going to encounter the presence of the living God and we are going to put some seeds of an Eden experience in you where God planted a place and then he placed the man in the place that he had planted and he intended that they would stay there but he didn't intend that it would stay like that he said you're going to be fruitful you're going to spread this all over the world can I get a witness in this house today stay right here You are willing and obedient to come to a good land. This is a good land and you've come to a good God. The Bible says this, Psalms 37, 23, the steps of the good, of of the good pursuing God ones follow firmly in the footsteps of the Lord. And God delights in every step they take to follow Him. One translation says the steps of a good man are directed and established by the Lord. Now God here Himself defines a good man or a good woman. Who would it be? Those that are following in the footsteps that he lays in front of them. Those that are willing and obedient to be directed by God. Established by God. A good man is willing to follow, to pursue, to be directed, obedient to God's purpose and plans and will and way for his life. You know, Isaiah... 1 and 19 says this, if you're willing, if you willingly obey, you'll feast like kings. If you have a willing heart to let me help you, and if you will obey me, you will feast on the blessing of an abundant harvest. Does this sound like Ruth? Does this sound like you? You know, it's possible to be in the place, are you listening, but not settle. The same Psalms, I'm going to turn over here and we'll end with uh, this. Somebody says, I'm glad we're coming to the end. Oh, honey, every end is simply more than a launching pad for a new beginning. We're in a new time. We're in a new time. We're in harvest time. And now listen, let's believe. Listen, you don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. We didn't earn it. How does this happen? He is making his harvest happen for you. He said, I just want you to believe I'm a good God. This is a good place. This is a good time. This is a good harvest for your life. I have brought you to this time and this place. I have ordered your steps to hear. I put you inside of these four walls to hear what I have to say to you today. Now listen to me. He said, daughter, listen. Stay right here. Don't turn the channel. Don't look somewhere else. See? But you know, when you're not sure, it's, it's, 
it, you know, things haven't worked out for you in the past, you bring that framework in and say, well, if it don't work out here, I'm talking to somebody today because you're going to have to give that up. It never will be settled if you don't settle this. There is no other place than the place God has for me. There is no other, there's no other plan. If, this, if God's plan don't work out, see, I've got plan A, B, C, D. After all, God has plans and, you know, we can figure this all out. Isn't that what the devil told them? You don't need God. You can figure this out. See, I know God has a plan, but listen, there are plans, you know, plans. <laughs> oh, are you listening? But what about if you make your stand right here? And how do we do that? Well, the steps of a good man. You know, the limited life is the five-gallon bucket life. We, you, we've heard of that. God, God plants us, you know, in enough room for us to grow. But then there comes a time when he wants to put you in your large, wealthy place. And you've got to get out of the temporary five-gallon bucket. And you've got to do this. Now, listen, these are of a good man and woman are ordered by the Lord, directed by God. When we follow him, listen to this in... Uh, uh, in the same Psalm 37, verse number 29, it says, The good, now we already defined good. Are you willing and obedient to let God direct you? To let God establish you? To follow God's will and His way? To connect the dots? Are you listening? There's some people have disconnected themselves from the church, and you'll disconnect yourself from God. You are, you, you are now begun to live a limited life because you need... A, see, the love life is unlimited. You can't do nothing by yourself but love your own self. I know you say you love God, but you can only learn to love yourself and that's how you love God, just me and God. See, it never, that was never God's intention. He didn't just make Adam and Eve say that me and my four, that's good enough. Actually, there's five. Me, you know, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, Adam and Eve, good enough. That wasn't it. He told them, go, be fruitful, reproduce, fill the earth with family. I've given you everything you need for family. And see, if you're not for family, you're not going to have everything you need. Because you need family. Well, you need a bigger house? Family. Why you need a bigger car? Family. Why you need more clothes? I've, trust me, I was from a family of eight, you know, with a lot of hand-me-down stuff. <laughs> Amen. My father had a Bible. Are you listening? I thought they were eight. Yeah, two of them were too young to ride. You don't understand what I'm saying? Two tricycles. Six bicycles. But God supplied. Because God is in the family. His supply is for the family. And you can learn to love with the family. You ought not to love the world more than you love God. Are you listening? We learn to love uh, other folks by learning to love the folks that, le- that, that are being loved by God and learning to love God. Isn't that right? You're not living the life. That's the limitless life is the love life. I said that's the limitless life is the love life. So if you're living limited, we're, like Pastor Sandy said, pull the slack out of your love life. Now you, get, you might be sloppy there. Harboring just this little thing against that one or against that one. Oh, I got nothing against anybody. Do you want them to be punished for what they did for you? Did to you? 
Let's move right along. Then you have something against them. If you're waiting for them to get, well, they'll get theirs. Everybody reaps what they sow. Ruth ain't. She's in his harvest. He's making it happen. She says, such grace and kindness, such goodness, I don't deserve it. None of us deserves forgiveness, but he forgave us anyway. We're forgiven. And if we, if we don't freely forgive, we're not free. You'll never be free. Amen? And see, God's not, he says, neither will he forgive you. you what flows from love and forgiveness cannot flow freely into your life. There's blockages to the blessing. I'm talking today. Some of you have been asking God for answers. Your blessings will get blocked if you if you got heart blockage. If there's any form of, of resentment, holding, holding on to a thing. And there's some things, boy, I'm going to tell you what now. You, you have to, you, you ha- might have to, it, it'll, it, it's like old just, you know, bubble gum. <laughs> you take it out of your mouth and your hand trying to throw it away and it just, it just sticks to you. You just got to keep on, you know, till you get rid of it. Till you're free from it. Till it's gone. Till it's all the way gone. Some people think forgiveness is tied to a feeling and, and, and it's when I feel it that I forgave. No, you forgive by choice. A decision. And then you have to add determination to the decision. Sometimes you have to add discipline to the thing. No, in the name of Jesus. See, devil, if you don't want me to pray for those that have uh, despitefully used use me and I'm not going to pray your way, destruction and ruin on them, I'm going to pray. I'm not going to pray that God, you know... Uh, uh, that, that, you know, that God does. Uh, <laughs> Some of us don't believe that God's good. That He's good to all. That He's forgave all. He loves all. That God's willing to let it go. Not count your sins against you. How many of you counting sins against people, see? Let's move right along. I'm telling you that total forgiveness. We're going to have to teach on this because this is the oldest trick in the book for the devil to trip you up. Get offended with God, get offended with folks, get offended with folks, get offended with God, get offended with yourself, you're still in the offense. Stuck in the mud, in the miry mud that's just quicksand. The more you... No, you have to do what the Bible says. Pray for them, pray for them. God, your kingdom come, your will be done. I know you love them, Lord. I flow the forgiveness and love of God toward them. I just thank you, Lord. That uh, uh, And devil, in the name of Jesus, you don't want to lose a good one. You better leave them alone. You better leave me alone with them. Because every time you mention them, I'm going to, you know. It'll start off the devil putting them up in front of you, but they'll end up the love of God constraining you, and Jesus will put them up in front of you. And boy, the th- tables will turn, won't it? Amen. You all about had enough here, haven't you? Psalm, uh, Isaiah one nineteen. If you're willing and obedient, you'll feast like kings. The good get planted. They get planted on good land. On good land. How many of you are ready for some goodness? How many of you are ready for the good things, the good harvest that God has for you? How about the good land? You know, don't curse Alexander City. Don't curse the place you're in. Don't curse the government and, you know, uh, cuss the mayor and, 
you know, all the, are you listening? Don't cuss the grocery store, Walmart. <laughs> Walmart needs you to bless them. Oh, Lord, I thank you. The this, this shelves are well stocked with everything I want and desire. God, I don't know who's stocking these shelves or who's doing the ordering around here, but I'm going to tell you what, cuss to cuss to cuss to cuss to cuss to cussedness. No, Lord, I don't know who's doing it, but I'm going to tell you what, Lord, you doing that, bless them real good. Just put in their mind to put that kind of salsa back in the inventory. Jesus. Put my stuff within reach of me, the good, pleasant bread. Put the stuff I need, amen, Lord. Lord Jesus, thank you for Chick-fil-A. Lord, I was willing to drive to Auburn. You know I was, and I worship you all the way there. But Lord, I'm telling you, Alexander City is a good land. Chick-fil-A has come to town. And let me tell you, I can now just stay right here. I can stay right here. Now that's just one thing. I declare and decree in the name of Jesus that what the devil stole from us, a major manufacturer, will be repaid and returned to us in Jesus' name. This is a good land. This was good at one time and God's going to reset it and renew it. Listen and bring it back and it won't be uprooted again. Somebody somewhere is going to get seated with the idea that Alexander is city is the place they need to be. The blessing, the blessing of the righteous blesses the city. The mouth of the righteous blesses the city. We say a thing and call for a thing. I'm calling for the prosperity of God. I'm calling this a good place. I'm calling the folks that need to be here. Oh, they'll come for different reasons, but really it'll be God directing and ordering steps. Ain't he able? I said, isn't he able? Our faith is not in my stuff. It's in his stuff. He is able to make his harvest happen for you. If he did it once, can he do it again? Well, it tore down all the old. They just made room for the new. (laughs) Oh, it all went away. Well, it just made room for the new to come. Glory be to God. Now listen, now listen, now listen. The good get planted on the good land and put down healthy roots. Somebody, somebody needs to hear me today. See, I see, I know a lot of people have been uprooted. And see, they will be unfruited. See, you got to, the only place you're really going to produce to your full potential and possibility is when you get in your large wealthy place. That large wealthy place needs to be a place of faith in your heart. God is a good God. There's none greater than Him. There's none greater than God. God sees me. Oh, I've been singing this lately. I can't really carry a good tune, but I, 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 I sing it. See, I could sing the blues. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord. Lord, you know His heart been so hard on me. Say the God who sees me is the God who knows me. The God who knows me is the one who loves me. 
and he is with me. This God who sees me, the one who knows me, the one who loves me. God, you see me. God, you know me. God, you love me. God, you're with me. God, you're for me. Who could be against me? Nothing and no one. Who or what could be against me when you see me? And you do see me. You see me in the good land. You brought me to this good land. I call it good. It's good that you brought me here, God. It's and now, see, I need to put down healthy roots. You know, God can plant you. He can put you in a spot. But like Ruth, you know, uh, how does this happen? I don't deserve it. I, it's too good for me. But, you know, Jesus has a way, doesn't he, of, of, of helping us to put down root. Put down root. See, because you'll never be, you'll never be fruited. Fully until you're rooted. Some folks just need to stay right here. Yeah, but bad things are happening, you know. I mean, and see, can you be moved by circumstances and moved by situations and moved by outside pressures and forces? You know, when the storms come, Pastor Ron's going to come. When the storms come, you don't see it on the on the outside, but it it tells the tree. Now you need to go deeper. You need to grab hold a little tighter. See, I See, I know that there's a lot of people that have been uprooted in the last year and a half. Uprooted from the good land. Uprooted from the... Because they no longer believe that God is good in doing what He's done. In bringing you... You know... Sometimes we look at how things are on the outside and we think... And compare that with how th- what we see on the inside. And we say, how does this happen? I know I can't do it. Everything and everyone seems to be against it. How? God, are you going to fill stadiums? How is it that, that every space is going to be occupied with those that are seeking and pursuing this God who is about to manifest and demonstrate His goodness in unprecedented and immeasurable and unlimited fashion. It's hard to see from here. But God says, I'm, I know what I'm doing. I know the plans that I have for you. I know the future that I've had. I need you to I need you to stay right here. I've started something. I've started something. I started something in this house. I started something long, long time ago before the foundation of the world. I put a little dot on the map and I'm connecting the dots for you. And you need to understand that there's no mistake that you're in this time frame in history. It's no mistake that you are in this day. God God would 
not have placed you in this time and this place if he knew that you couldn't make it. That you'd quit and give up. Many do. The Bible says in the last days, the love of many will grow cold. And there'll be a great falling away. Oh, I love this story because because we see Ruth at one time at one at short in a short time in the future that she falls lays at the feet she fell at the feet of Boaz at his words but there came a time when she went and laid herself at his feet and it was a sign a symbol it was a it was significant to him because it was the custom that she said I I'm making myself wholly available to you I'm yours if you want me. And doesn't Jesus want us? Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, for those of you listening, looking, and maybe perhaps right now at a, at a different time than those that are here in the house, Lord, we pray. We pray, God. Pray for your goodness to change minds and change hearts. We thank you for those that have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. God, I thank you that you've ordered their steps even to the place to hear these words today. Now do a work in their life. We thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Until the next time, listen, we'll be here. You are so very blessed. You be at rest. Come and see us. We'd love to help you with Everything that you'll ever need is found in this book, and we'll love to share with you uh, the God of this book. So next time, till the next time, we bless you in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.